Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. I'm over here in Medellin, Colombia, and our guest today is actually in Albania, traveling around Europe for the summer. And we have the opportunity to interview our guest, Nathan uh, Aguilera, on his website called Foodie Flashpacker. And uh, we're going to be finding out about his travels, about his website, about how he makes money online. And you know, if you take a look at his website, you're going to get hungry. I actually had a chance to look at it before the interview, and I was like, oh man, you know, I'm getting hungry here. It's an afternoon here in Medellin, Colombia. I haven't had my lunch. So just looking at his pictures on Instagram and his website was making me super, 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 super hungry. So Nathan, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better uh, if you want to share more about yourself? Oh, hey, thanks for having me, first of all. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> My name is Nathan. I'm from Oklahoma City, and I've been traveling now uh, three and a half years nonstop. I've been to 56 countries on this trip now so far. Wow, that, that in itself is all you need to say. Uh, <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to do a deeper dive. Um, yeah. So you left Oklahoma, and uh, tell us about the different countries and continents you've been uh, to so far over the last three years? Um, mostly I focus on Southeast Asia during the winter um, for better weather, and then I'll come spend all summer uh, traveling around Europe. I've done a bit of Africa. I've traveled to uh, Morocco and Egypt, and uh, yeah, other parts of uh, Western Europe as well. Spain, Iceland, I've done some of those as well, but mostly Eastern Europe in the summer and Southeast Asia for the winters. So out of all those countries you visited, the different cities, any particular destinations stand out in terms of cities, countries, continents for you in particular? Oh, wow. I mean, I have categories. So for me, you know, for best beaches, it's Indonesia and the Philippines. And uh, best food would be Vietnam or Italy. And best nature is Iceland, you know. So all of mine are in categories. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, obviously, I got to ask you this question, but uh, which cities and countries have the best food? I love Vietnamese food. I'm actually considering um, Vietnam's on a short list of where I may spend this winter. And I think the food has a lot to do with it. So uh, when you're covering food, um, what particular types of food do you like? Do you like the street food? Uh, do you like the restaurant food? Do you like the Michelin star? I, I'm pretty sure you're going to say all of the above, but uh, what are some of your favorite types of food? I'm, I'm a street food addict. I love street food. It, it's my favorite. But, you know, when I do my guides about where to eat in a city, I try and find something for everyone. So I will go to a Michelin or a Michelin quality place, you know, the 10 course tasting menus and all of that stuff. Hit up the mid-range stuff, find the best Mexican, the best pizza, the best all of that in the city, and then also the very best uh, dollar noodles or, you know, 50-cent pork and rice dish or something. I want something for everyone. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously when you're traveling, uh, you need to actually sample a little bit of everything because when you're doing the street food scene, it's one thing. If you're doing the cafe scene, it's another. If you're doing a restaurant scene or if you're doing more high-end Michelin type, um, whole other ball game in terms of type of food, the type of experience. Uh, so I'm interested in your uh, website. It's called Foodie Flash Packer. So uh, I'm curious to know about the origin story. How did you come up with the cool name? And then uh, why did you start your blog? Uh, I had a different name uh, originally, but it wasn't very niche. And my friends that were already blogging told me, 
you know, your name needs to very, be very succinct. People need to tell just from the title what it is that they're going to expect to find when they go to your website. So all of my travels have focused around food and flash packer, if people aren't familiar with the term, it's just a term of travel that's somewhere between budget and luxury. So, you know, no hostels, but also I'm not at the Four Seasons. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, currently, I'm currently in an Airbnb, actually. This is most of the time I end up in an Airbnb. Okay, so uh, basically, um, uh, you know, when I think of flashpacker, sometimes it's actually backpacking, but uh, more of, uh, kind of like luxurious backpacking. So uh, actually nowadays, they're backpacking hostels that are uh, air conditioned, you have your private washroom, it's clean, hygienic. Um, so you don't do the hostel scene anymore, you're pretty much doing the Airbnb scene? Very, very rarely. If, if I'm in a more expensive country, I'll stay in a hostel or a guest house as long as there's a private room. I don't mind hostels, but I don't do dorms. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually traveled a lot in my 20s, and uh, in my 20s I would do the dorm lifestyle, yeah. but then now I'm actually 40, I just turned 40 this year, and I'm obviously traveling with my wife and kids, so uh, I don't think, um, you know, hostel dormitories would actually uh, accommodate our family, but uh, you know, uh, you know, speaking of hostels, uh, uh, we actually stay in several hostels as a family, and a lot of them have private rooms, and they're super family friendly, even here in Medellin, Colombia, we're actually uh, moving from our current condo, uh, to an actual um, hostel, which is actually sponsoring us. Um, so they're actually sponsoring us, they, and uh, we're going to write about them, and in return, we get a free accommodation. So that's obviously a, a good thing. And uh, yeah. for those of you who are just listening, you can actually watch the video version, and I'll uh, quickly do a video tour of our um, condo here in Medellin. Uh, they're the kiddos uh, who are just uh, watching TV there, some cartoons. Uh, you got the dining room here, and then uh, we actually have a really nice, a master bedroom with a really nice king size bed. And um, because it's a uh, Medellin, it's actually a great climate, so you don't even need air conditioning. It's called the City of Eternal Spring. Uh, so spring all the time, you can walk around with t-shirt and shorts and uh, really love it. Um, so I'm curious about the blog. Uh, you know, it's called uh, Foodie Flashpacker. Um, so in terms of the website, it's obviously focused on food. Uh, but break it down in terms of what are the different categories and uh, topics within your, your website, Nathan. Okay, well, yeah, I do a lot of city guides. Depending on how long I stay somewhere, I'll develop a guide to the city, things to see, where to stay, what to do, where to eat, things like that. But nearly always for every city that I visit, uh, it's going to be, you know, the top best places to eat there. The longer I stay, the more developed a guide I'll do as far as, you know, go here, do this, see this, but I'll always leave a city with at least a guide of where to eat. I do a lot of walking food tours, and I also do a lot of hotel reviews in cities as well. Sounds great. Um, so tell us about some of the different ways you're actually able to generate income to fund your travels. You mentioned you've been traveling for about three years to 50 plus countries. So uh, the big question, uh, you know, a lot of people probably have is, okay, what lottery did you win or how much inheritance did you get? And I know it's not none of the above, it's actually uh, making money online. So walk us through your streams of income. Right now it's mostly freelance writing. The majority of my income comes from freelance writing. I'm also doing some social media management and the blog is starting to make a bit of money. I, I need to focus more on affiliate income, but uh, the, the freelance writing is taking up a lot of my time at the moment. 
So uh, when you're talking about freelance writing, uh, how do you actually find the gigs? How do you find uh, the publications to feature you? Um, is it uh, just Googling them? Is it through uh, rubbing shoulders? Is it just your previous contacts? Uh, maybe you can walk us through uh, some of the ways you're actually able to find uh, places that will pay you for your writing. Uh, my best uh, referral source has always been other freelance writers. I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups, and everyone is constantly bouncing, you know, this person's good to work with, or this person, you know, they, they pay well, they pay on time. So just sharing contacts like that. And now that I've um, worked consistently with a couple of different editors, they've referred me to uh, contacts that they have, editors of other magazines or publications. They'll say, you know, we don't have much for you happening right now this month, but I think, you know, so-and-so at this publication, they, you know, they might be great for you to work with. Um, so uh, one of the things I noticed right away when I looked at your website and social media is the food photography. Uh, you take some phenomenal food pictures, uh, really makes you hungry, and I think that's the goal of every food blogger, every food photographer, is to make the viewer, the reader, uh, you know, hungry. And uh, you've definitely achieved that for me. Um, how do you take good, good food for, uh, photos? Because uh, you obviously see some people, uh, they might be out at dinner and they're doing the, the smartphone thing, uh, you know, trying to take the picture from above. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, what camera do you use and how do you position the light and the composition to take those amazing food pictures? Uh, primarily my iPhone. I have, a, I have another camera, but usually I'm really, I'm dependent on my iPhone. Uh, and a little, I don't know, a little secret or trick that I've been doing lately is I've been photographing them in Instagram, and that actually provides a larger photo, and saving that uh, to my camera roll. But yeah, mostly just my iPhone, and then I use a free app called Snapseed for editing. It's a Google, it was developed by Google. It's really good. It's a bit complicated to learn in the beginning, but I find with Snapseed you can do quite a bit. Uh, so, uh, any tips for how to take a good picture in terms of uh, if people just have a you know iPhone or a smartphone or Android, um, how can they actually uh, position the picture well and uh, get the good lighting uh, to take a good picture? Natural lighting, you know, try and sit by a window when you go in. You definitely want natural lighting and not the filtered lighting. Uh, always the filter lighting from up above. You know, we were at a restaurant today and everything was turning out pink. So definitely find yourself a window seat. And then go for, I like, for my personal style, maybe not everyone loves it, I love super um, up-close, tight angles, so you can really see a lot of the detail. So good lighting, interesting angles, very close shots. Uh, some great tips there. Um, I'm curious to know, uh, you know, um, travel, sorry, food writing, uh, same kind of question here. How do you actually write about food well? Because there's only so many times you can say, the food's delicious, the food's yummy, it was so tasty. Um, uh, what makes good uh, food writing, um, what do you find makes good food writing? Uh, finding what makes that dish different. I try and look for dishes that you can only find in that specific region. And then explaining why it's uh, coming from that region. You know, this ingredient only comes from here, or it's a technique or something that the people have passed down or been taught or learned. So maybe digging a bit into the history of the dish if possible. It's gonna set it apart from just going somewhere else and saying, this was good, this was delicious, you know. Try and go a little bit behind it and uh, show where it comes from and why it's different. Yeah, so those are some great tips, Nathan. 
Um, so I had a chance to look at your Instagram, and uh, you're actually doing phenomenally well. Uh, you're getting like maybe 500, 600, 700, 800 likes, uh, getting 30, 40 comments. So uh, what are you doing? What are you doing on Instagram to build up that bigger following, that many likes, and that uh, strong engagement? That's down, actually. You know, after Instagram changed the um, algorithm, I'm actually a little bit frustrated with it at the moment because it was better, but so it's a bit frustrating at the moment. Um, but yeah, just figuring out when your audience is online. Uh, I keep a list of hashtags, so you can use 30 hashtags. I keep a list of about 15 to 20 that I use every time, and then going super local or going super niche every time because you'll find that the community that you're in they're really engaged in local things. So like right now I'm in Albania and I'm making sure to use Albanian hashtags to target the local community. And yeah, you you know, go very, very niche with at least 10 of your hashtags. So you're saying uh, go niche in terms of hashtags. Um, what about the actual engagement? Because uh, like you said, it's gone down, but uh, you know, some of your other posts had like 1,500, 1,600, 1,800. So that's obviously uh, an amazing amount of likes, um, um, more than most people. Uh, and also you're getting all this engagement in terms of comments. Um, so is it really just the hashtags alone and the great pictures that are doing that for you? And also you need to be very super active as, um, I know some people schedule and then they, they're not active when the post goes online. On my personal account, I like to be online as soon as it hits because that's when you can affect the algorithm the most. The first 30 minutes are very important. The first five minutes are critical. So as soon as people start uh, commenting, you should definitely be returning every comment. And you know, not just with you know thanks or a thumbs up or something. Make sure that you're leaving comments like you know, thank you for the comment. I really appreciate you stopping by my account and saying that. You know, you're gonna that that all affects the algorithm. Even even when I know people have um, auto comment bots and I'm getting these fake auto comments that are, you know, great feed, keep it up, things like this. I respond to those as well because it counts as engagement and it affects your algorithm. So it's going to help you rank higher and hopefully hit the top nine. So Yeah, some great tips there, Nathan. Uh, so you're over there in Albania. I'm curious about your vision forward in terms of uh, uh, you do Europe, you've done a lot of Asia, etc. cetera. Uh, what is your vision forward for your life? for your travels and for your blog in the next few months, next few years, and beyond? Next few months, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff going on here in Europe. I've got some conferences and press trips lined up over the summer. So I'm going to be in Europe, I know, till November. And then come November, I'm going to have to decide where I want to spend the winter. I've spent the last four winters in Southeast Asia, so I'm considering going to Mexico and starting a trip from Mexico to South America. And at some point when I get tired of traveling and I want to settle down a bit, I would love to start a walking food tour company. Awesome. That's definitely a great vision of yours. Um, have you thought about the city, the country you want to do the walking food tour in? Um, Mexico City has a really big appeal to me. I've actually never been there, but just from everything that I know about it, my family is actually from Mexico. Uh, I'm half Mexican myself. so. Going there and kind of connecting with that side of my family and getting to know the country better. And I just know Mexico City has a huge population and a really thriving street, uh, street food scene. So I think it would be an interesting city to do guided tours or guided walks of. That's a long-term goal. I'm not, I don't feel close to stopping traveling yet. 
<laughs> well, you know, uh, when you start traveling, it's very much addictive. You get yourself the travel bug, and you hear all these stories. Like, I've never been over there in Albania, uh, and I, I interview a lot of guests, obviously, and uh, every time they tell me about their stories, I'm like, I got to go there. I got to visit there. So uh, I don't think I'll ever stop. Um, so I can tell uh, it might be a while before you actually end up launching uh, the food tour company. That's what I tell people. You know, I started this trip three and a half years ago, and I've done nearly 60 countries, and now I feel like my uh, list of places to go is longer than when I started this trip. Because <laughs> people, yeah, yeah. yeah, they just keep telling me about amazing places that I need to hit. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Uh, I'm currently at uh, 68 countries on six continents, and my goal is to visit them all, and I'd love to be the first family to do, to do every country in the world. There actually haven't been any minors who have done every country. Uh, there have been, I think, People in the 20s, like early 20s, 23, 24, 25, who have actually visited every country, but no one under 20. So I find that remarkable that uh, in the history of humankind, not one minor has ever went to every country. No, that's amazing. I hope you, I hope you hit it. I'd love to follow along. Yeah, follow us along. And uh, for those of you listening and watching, check out daddyblogger.com. Uh, that's where we write about our family travels, about our, our current Daddy Blogger World Tour. We're here in South America exploring uh, pretty much every country on this continent. Uh, we've been to Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, French Guiana, Suriname, uh, Guyana, and then uh, over to Panama and now to, down to Colombia. And then we're heading south, um, Ecuador, uh, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, Uruguay, and then Argentina. So definitely follow us along, uh, Nathan, yep. and to everyone else watching. That's amazing. Yeah, so Nathan, uh, for people who wanted to actually, uh, you know, get some advice or tips who maybe want to start their food blog, uh, do you have any uh, kind of advice for someone who, who's thinking of starting a food slash travel blog? Yeah, I mean, the same advice everyone gave me, and I, I was convinced that, you know, I was going to be different. You know, definitely do it because it's a passion and it's something that you're excited about and that, um, that you're in love with doing because you know the, the money the first year I made no money so if you're starting it thinking that you're going to be immediately making good money or it's going to be financing your travels uh, that very rarely happens so you have to do it because you like writing for me I love the community so I think the reason that I continued even at the point in the beginning when I hadn't made any money yet was for really the love of community and so if you keep at it and you are very diligent and you work hard uh, the money kind of ends up being a happy byproduct, I think. Yeah, you know, I think I, I want to echo your sentiments there. A lot of people, when they start uh, first start blogging or they want to get into blogging, they think, oh, you know, I have my blog, I'm going to get flown around the world, I'm going to get sponsored travels, I'm going to start making advertising and revenue uh, through affiliate marketing, et cetera. But it definitely takes time. I, you've been at this for about three years, and uh, for me, I've been at it for about five years, and it's definitely a work in progress. And I've interviewed uh, about 40 uh, to 50 different travel bloggers. Some of them are food bloggers as well uh, on the show. Uh, the two day trippers, make sure you check out that interview. Uh, they're a couple who travel the world. And uh, we talked about uh, you know, food, food and gastronomy, uh, um, you know, culinary tourism with them. Uh, definitely check, check them out. Um, repeat, their name. repeat their name for me one more time. Oh, they're called two, the number two, two food Trippers. They're friends of mine, yeah. They're, well, uh, they're friends of mine. We were all on a, the same press trip to Romania together recently. I really like those guys. Yeah, they're such a sweet, adorable couple, aren't they? Yeah, they're great. They're good fun. 
Yes. And, uh, you know, Nathan, uh, you've been definitely a wealth of information and expertise on this show. Uh, you know, talk, talking about your travels, about food tourism, about food photography, food writing, travel blogging, um, and much more. Uh, if people wanted to connect with you, uh, find out about your website, follow you on social, how can they do that, Nathan? Uh, it's foodieflashpacker.com, F-O-O-D-I-E for foodie. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm most active and Facebook. All Foodie Flashpacker across the board. Yeah, nice and easy. You make it easy for us. So Foodie Flashpacker, I'll actually have those links below. Uh, so, you know, sign up for email updates from uh, Nathan on his website. Make sure you follow him on Instagram to get uh, your appetite wet uh, on, um, you know, food photography. And also follow him on Facebook as he travels around the world. Uh, so thanks again, Nathan, for your time. Enjoy Albania. And we'll catch up with you uh, soon. Great. Thanks for having me. I look forward to following your journey as well. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Man Mastery, where we teach you not only how to make money while traveling the world, but also how to eat your way around the world. And Nathan's obviously a great resource for this. Uh, you know, make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow us as well. We're digitalnomadmastery.com, digitalnomadmastery across the web. Uh, on uh, YouTube, we have our videos. On iTunes, we have the audio version and also on all the different podcast directories. We also have an active and engaged Facebook group. Uh, for those of you who want to ask questions, maybe connect with some of our guests, uh, you know, leave some of your blog posts, etc. We're Digital Nomad Mastery Community on Facebook. Uh, so thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll catch up with you soon. Happy travels, everyone, and we'll uh, see you in the next episode.